Forest City Church. Anyone and everyone. We want to talk about all that God has been up to over this past year. And there has been a lot that God has been up to. So much so that it was interesting because I was um, out and somebody recognized me because of my, my beard. And they're like, hey, hey, you're that pastor over at that church. I don't know. What do you all call yourselves anymore? You know, <laughs> it was like, well, I don't whatever you want to call us. It's fine. He's like, I just need to know what in the world is going on in that place. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm t- I mean, y'all are just real different, right? That's what he said. And I was like, yeah, yeah we are kind of different. Was we that are. a compliment or was it like? I don't know what it meant. <laughs> what it, but I was like, yeah, we're different. And you know, the reality is that over this last year, we have been together on this journey saying, look, we have to build a church that looks like our city, right? Like we got to build a space where anyone and everyone can sit at the table. We say things like really long tables, really low walls. Um, and... and and over this last year, I think we have been building that kind of church, that kind of place um, where bunches of you, for the very first time, you walk back into church. Um, where bunches of you who have been away from the church for a really long time, you, you ventured back into this space. And so we thought it'd be good just to celebrate for a minute. Now, that means you have to celebrate. So those of you that just aren't in the mood to celebrate, I mean, we put donuts and coffee out every morning. What do you have to be mad about? <laughs> Like, this is a morning where we get to celebrate all that God has been up to over this past year. And we, we thought what we'd do is just pick out a few things. A few things that we look at and go, man, this is really cool. Um, one thing that I think has been really cool over this last year, Four City Sports. Um, we launched Four City Sports just over a year ago. Yeah. Now, if you've participated, somebody clap. Have you been in one of our sports leagues? Clap, clap. How many have been in one? Yeah? Yeah. So listen, you say... We launched last year with the Broomball League, and since then we've had a golf league, we've done sand volleyball, we um, had, uh, what else have we done? We got Barbecue. Bowling going on right bowling now. Bowling going on right oh, yeah. now. We're going to Broomball is back. Pickleball it's and coming next spring. soccer oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and more golf. And you say, We're wait not a playing minute. Around. Yeah, why are you all playing around? Like, why are you <laughs> playing around? And the reality is, is we really believe that we should create spaces where you can connect with other people. And one of the easiest ways to connect with other people is around sports, like a shared activity where we get in a space together and find some people and learn. And, and the truth is, it's like happening every single week. Now, there's, some, there's probably some competition and some adrenaline going on, but there's yeah. also a lot of connection going on. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, it doesn't matter your age either. Come on, you guys are seeing these photos. It doesn't matter. Just go. If you're worn out, just sit on the sidelines and cheer and watch. It's okay. And if you have some bent-up aggression, this is perfect for you. Just come out knock someone against the, you know, into the wall during the broom ball game. It, it works. It's okay. We can ask for forgiveness later. We pray beforehand every single time. We do do that. And then we try to hang out afterwards. But Chris Hankins, uh, I know he's over here. I think he is. Yeah, put your hand up, Chris. Chris leads out our sports Chris? ministry. And he sent me a story of a young lady who was invited uh, by someone to come to the broom ball league last um, spring when we opened it up. And she was talking about how she doesn't really walk into the four walls of a church. It isn't where she kind of finds herself, but she found herself being invited to Broomball. And this is where a space where she thought she could maybe belong. And Chris asked her, why'd you join sports? She said it was inviting. Um, it was welcoming. Not sure if I'm um, ready yet to walk into a space like this, but I can maybe play some Broomball with some, some new friends. And then she just continued and said, after playing in these leagues, she says, this is so amazing. She said, I can breathe. 
I can finally breathe here. I left each night wishing for more time to hang out with these new people that I met. And then she began to attend our seventh floor series that we've been in at the beginning of this month. And she's very reluctant to this idea of returning to church. And yet, it's these ideas, these options, these opportunities of sports that really opened up those doors for her. And she's been so encouraged by the people that she's been able to meet through playing broomball through Four City Sports. It's been amazing. And that's just one story of hundreds that over this last year, people connecting around sports. And speaking of connecting, um, how many of you got to be a part of what I think was a historic service this August at Providence Baptist Church? Anybody? Well, um, it was just a few months ago, if you can believe it, that um, we, we began, actually over two years ago, began connecting with a local church in town, Providence Baptist. Um, it's over on the west side of town, and Bill Martin has become a fast friend. Well, this August, we got to worship together, and, and it was pretty cool because I'll never forget the end of the nine, that first service, the mayor came. And um, as he was walking out, he said to me, hey, Eric, um, you just need to know this is one of the top five things that, have, that has happened to me as mayor of this city, this experience. Can you believe that? That's amazing. And then we did a block party afterwards, and um, so many of you were involved. <laughs> you were eating food with us, and some of you were dancing. Uh, never want to see it again. <laughs> but it was such an amazing time um, getting to partner with a local church, because here's the reality. We aren't competing with churches, folks. We aren't competing with churches. All of us, all of us churches, part of the Big C Church, there's a field of people who need to know Jesus. We're all on the same team doing the same work, and it was such a beautiful day. You know, I talk about this often when it comes to the next generation, our youth here that meets each and every single Wednesday night, and I want to highlight Sharmon Pittman, who is our youth pastor. Stand to your feet, young man. Turn around, say hi to the folks. You know, Sharmon, if you've been around for a while, you know Sharmon. If you're brand new here, you will get to know Sharmon. But Sharmon leads uh, such an amazing way uh, with the students that come here on Wednesday nights, whether it's in groups or, or through their events. And I asked him just to kind of share some stories and reflections of, some, um, of the impact that he's making with his team, with the youth of the city. And he was telling about a young lady who was telling uh, him that previous to a service that he was preaching at, she was very, very close to ending her life, and yet just that night, she gave it one more shot, listening to Sharman's message about purpose, about hope, and she made sure she shared with him, it's that message that saved my life, and now I know I have purpose in God. I want to give him all the glory. Amen? Amen. One of these students admitting that they didn't know anything at all about God, which I absolutely love that. Didn't know one thing, but since coming to youth, he's been able to learn and understand who Jesus is. And now he knows why he should follow after him for the rest of his life. And then uh, another student was mentioning to Charmant recently that he wants to be baptized, our next baptism that takes place here in a couple weeks, and follow Jesus for the rest of his life. And this is the impact that's taking, pla uh, taking place with the youth ministry here at Four City Church. Another really cool thing is what takes place every single Sunday in our kids' ministry with uh, Carrie Ship, who I absolutely love and adore her leadership and what she's doing. And if you serve as a volunteer, you are like the absolute greatest volunteers, whether you just served in the nine o'clock and here at the 11 or you serve there on a biweekly basis. But thank you so much. And Carrie sent me this story. I want to make sure I read it verbatim uh, from a family who's been impacted by your church. OK, this is your church. This is our house. This is our kids ministry. 
This is what the family said. Four City Church has been an essential part of my weekly routine for years in a place I consider a second home. When my family and I moved to Rockford from moved back uh, to Rockford from college, I was so excited to be back in a familiar place where I felt grounded in my faith and accepted wholeheartedly as I grew in my relationship with Jesus. Since we moved back, we've welcomed our second son into the mix, and both our boys have been a regular attenders of Four City Kids. I can't speak highly enough of the people who volunteer their time to not only make it possible for parents to have the opportunity to hear the message without distractions from the little ones, but to also, for the beginning, from the beginning, to pave the way for children to build their own understanding and relationship with God. For months, I prayed that I would gain wisdom in how I can navigate discipleship within my family as a mother to raise two respectable, respectable, kind, God-fearing men, and having them go to Four City Kids has opened doors of discussion on how Jesus and his teachings apply to our lives each and every single day. Each week that they go, they leave with the excitement of talking about what they've learned and make it relative to what they are going through. Four City Kids has absolutely 100% made a huge impact on the faith of my children and my husband, and I'll be forever grateful for it. Amen. Isn't that amazing to hear that? Those are just a few stories over this last year, but we were thinking back, you know, think about all the transformational teaching that is happening. Like you heard it both on youth, we're seeing it throughout the week, and, and just a few of our series, if you look back in January, we started talking about worship. We, just, we launched a series called This Is My Worship. Then in February, Subversive, where we began to look at how do we live out being an Ephesians 2 church. In March, we tackled Lent. We looked at less is more and then followed up Easter with life after. And then this summer, we did a series where every single teacher got to teach their life message. We called it One Shot. Remember? X Factor. Yes. Um, Jonah was our character study this summer. We did a Teach Us to Pray series in September. And we just finished the seventh floor series. This is just a few of the uh, transformational teachings that are going on week in and week out over this last year. Just within this last year, really cool statistic, we have 484 new people attending the Rockford campus just from January to October coming through these doors. Of those 484 people, 175 of them are four city kids. Of those 484, 34 are brand new youth students in our four city uh, youth um, department. And then what's awesome, and I talk about this again, when I talk about the connect point, they're not just there to give you information, which they do, but also if you are brand new, first, second, third time visitor, you can go there in every single week when a new person comes in, a new family comes in, whether that's kids or to the connect point by the donuts and by the coffee, they will receive a postcard handwritten from our team, not our staff necessarily, but literally some of you who volunteer with the connect point to say thank you and welcome to the Four City Church family. Is that amazing? Baptisms. We had well over 100 people so far be baptized here at Four City Church awesome. at our Rockford campus. 100 people going public with their faith here in this space, right here where the pool's in the back of the room. If you've been a part of these, they've been absolutely amazing. Uh, going public with their faith following Jesus in just a couple weeks, November the 20th, we're going to do it again in this room. Like uh, Parks mentioned, we had a prayer series just last month where we were able to uh, talk about this idea of prayer and what, how Jesus teaches us to pray and we had a prayer wall, almost the entire size of the wall out there, right when you leave Four City Kids. And hundreds of you went out there and wrote prayers down, real prayers that you're asking God to help and intervene in certain areas in your life. And then we, as a, as a team, would pray for those each and every single week. And then and during our services, we would pause and acknowledge and reflect and add time 
into our service to make sure we're praying for one another as a church family and that we would not just be a church that has an amazing worship and amazing community, but we would truly be a church that prays for one another. Amen. You know, this last year we launched a campus. You may or may not know that, but we launched a campus in Elgin, Illinois. That's actually the building that we meet in. We're one year old this weekend. One year old Elgin campus. This is our Elgin staff. That's uh, Andrea, Bria, Leonard, Stephen, and Steve Carter. They lead out our Elgin campus. And, um, you know, as you look at all that God has done in one year, we started in a barn. Literally last summer, we had this idea, hey, whatever's going on, whatever's getting cooked up um, here in Rockford, maybe some folks in Elgin might want this. Some folks in Elgin said, yeah, we do. And we started meeting in a barn uh, last summer, found our way last fall into an actual building, launched kids this um, winter. And then we've had four city worship nights in Judson. That, that's there in the community of Elgin. We've had a praise party, this um, concert in Hoffman Estates. And that's just a little bit of what's been going on. Um, one of my favorite things we did was baptism there. We had baptism uh, just a few months ago. This was the very first baptism that took place at our Elgin campus. And I had the privilege of going out there to be a part of it. And let me tell you, the service is up in uh, this awesome, amazing old church, right? And then you walk downstairs, and then there's this beautiful, huge fellowship hall. And I tell you, every single person that came to the service made sure they came down to that fellowship hall, surrounded this uh, borrow jacuzzi type tub thing where you can only fit two people in there. And we baptized nine people at the Elgin campus just a few months ago. And every single person that walked into that pool and walked out mattered. And every single person was celebrated by that campus and by that family. So it was just an amazing sight to see and uh, just continue to see the things that are going to take place at that Elgin campus. Can you help me thank Trevor for filling us in on just a few things at the campus level? Now, I wanted Carrington to come and share a little bit, like in this last year, um, yeah. we've been making some music. Yeah, we have. Um, and I know, I know, it, the album is still not on iTunes yet or YouTube. I do understand that. But if you come back next week, come we're going to have this lookbook thing, right? It's going to be a lookbook. And if you get the lookbook next week, you'll get exclusive early access to the album. Okay, so so that means that means next week when we we're, we're going to have them out next week, you have to get the book because that's the only way you can get the album until we release it to everybody on Amazon and Apple and, and Spotify and all those great things. Um, and as y'all can see, like we're still writing like that second song we did today. That was an original song like we wrote that. That's probably going to be on the next project after we release this one. Um, but what we've really been enjoying doing this year how many have been to the worship nights when like back in February and, and May? Yeah, I know. those have been absolutely wonderful and we love doing them. But we've been doing something even like, you know, more intimate, like every Wednesday of the every last Wednesday, not every Wednesday. I ain't got it. Um, every last Wednesday of the month, either if it's going to be a fourth Wednesday or a fifth Wednesday, depending on what we got. We're meeting in the South Auditorium and we're doing worship nights and it's like a little bit more like free flowing. There's it's, it's a small teaching segment, but we're just really going after God in that room. So if you haven't been to a glory haven, that's what we're calling it in the South Auditorium. The last Wednesday, Wednesday of every month, make sure you start coming out because it's a really, really special time. And it's crazy. It's crazy because every so often we go out and, um, you know, Carrington's from 
uh, Atlanta. Well, wait, whoa, whoa, from whoa, Buffalo whoa, via Atlanta. Whoa, whoa. From whoa. Buffalo via Bill's via Mafia is here. I see all the green and gold in the room. Uh, Just know I'm here. So so often people be like, people be they'll say, now wait a minute. What in the world are y'all doing? What's Rockford? Rockford? Y'all are doing this in Rockford? And I was like, yeah, you should stay tuned. You're going to know Rockford soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the reality is God is up to something in this space. You know it. I know it. And he's going to get all the glory in it. He is. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, and the thing that, another thing that we really like doing, we love giving back. Like those worship nights, they were great to have and have everybody in the space. But we, we gave over $2,000 that night to Rock House Kids. And it is our plan, like, in the future to continue to invest in our community as a, as a worship team and as a church. You know, speaking of generosity, thanks, bro. Um, speaking of generosity, I just wanted to fill you in. Like, you know, so many of you have been so generous over this last year. I just want to highlight a few things that we've been able to do as a church community over the last year. Um, we gave away $34,000 to Compassion Ministries. We gave 2000 to Rock House Kids. We gave $14,000 to Rockford Park, Park District. In total, between our benevolence efforts, all compassion, all of our outreach, last year, we gave away $173,205 to this community in this world on your behalf. And that's just like, um, that's just a, a tiny bit, a tiny, tiny bit. Um, we do a thing every month called Mission of the Month. Mission of the Month, we started it earlier this year, and it was our effort every single month to partner with an organization in Rockford and to support the community in some way. So we've been able, because of your generosity, to do so many things. We supported Safe Families, I think was the first one. Anybody remember that? Amazing. And we got to supply backpacks for a ton of students before they went back to school in August. We did a PB&J drive, and right now... We're still doing a cereal drive for the Rock River Food Pantry. So if you want to drop off some cereal, it, the boxes are empty now because we had so much that we had to clear them out. Um, and then up here, we actually got to partner with kids around the world and pack meals for kids in other nations. Anybody Was anybody there for that? We had over 100 um, friends from our church family who were there. It was incredible. And we packed lentils and beans and dehydrated onions and seasonings and all the things in those bags. And kids across the world are going to be eating them. And so, and, and so that, cool. What's been so cool is like, not only have we made an impact in our community when we speak around the world, kids around the world is, is, is one way that we've made impact around the world, but some others, uh, many of you know, back in February, we um, launched a partnership with Food for the Hungry, and so many of you stepped in child sponsorship, sponsoring a child every single month in two spaces of the world that we are going to be dedicated to over the next 10 years. That's in Rwanda and right on the border of the Dominican Republic and Haiti. And um, we had hundreds of children that were sponsored. We also continued our relationship with Empart, um, an organization in India that does church planting. Our facility is an all-women's church planting facility just north of Delhi, and um, your $30,000 gift sponsors that for an entire year. There are 18 women that come into this space. They're, they're given uh, not only training around how to be a pastor in their space, but they're also given vocational training. They are uh, that center is making such a huge impact. And we also got to launch with Impart and Craft and Foster a candle making venture that will be teaching these women the art of making candles and creating sustainable income because of our friends at 
craft and foster and your generosity. And that is just this last year. Amen. Listen, the reality is we could go on and on and on. Um, and it actually is kind of fun to go on and on and on. But the truth about the journey that we've been on as a church is that um, all of this that you've heard is really, um, it's not been uh, an adventure of giving out of our abundance. This is all as a church learning the critical process of following God as he drops manna. You know what I mean? Any of you have a situation in your life where you're like me, I want God to drop all of his blessing on me at one time so that I don't have to worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow, right? I want it all right here because then I don't have to worry about Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And yet what I'm learning about walking with Jesus is one of the most important lessons we can learn is how to allow him to sustain us. Getting comfortable with this idea that he is the provider. Now, he may not provide on your timeline, and it may not be in the abundance that you want, but our God is never late. And there is something around formation when we allow ourselves to live on his manna. It does something in our faith, and it reminds us there is a good God at work. And his plans are much bigger than mine. So with that, will you stand with me? Um, We're going to sing one song of worship together just to celebrate all that he's done and all he continues to do. Um, Because the reality is he really is still, always will be, and forever Yahweh. This is why, this is why we worship. And you may be seated. This is why we're generous. Those of you that are receiving the offering, if you could come forward, you know the ways in which we give. You can give online, you can text, you can give in the basket. Um, but as you look back, it's your faithfulness that makes all this possible. And, and something amazing does happen when we pull our resources together and we just lay them out for God to do his thing. Transformation happens. It's like God says to those little tiny inanimate paper bills, when we put them in faith into something, it's almost like he wakes them up. And it does unbelievable stuff. So um, as you give, I, I want to introduce some, some folks that are extremely important to this organization. But oftentimes they're, they're um, serving from behind the scenes. Uh, they are our elders. And so, David Sidney, will you please come up to the stage? Can you please welcome the head of our elder board, David Sidney? And the rest of the elders, Mark Minert. Angela Lundine and Sue Scott. Can you help welcome them to the, uh, to the stage? We have friends. <laughs> yeah, you have friends. Um, well, we're grateful for all you all do. Um, you pray over this place. You serve this place. But I just wondered if you would say a few things to, to the congregation. You know, I think as we look back on what God is doing through the life of this church, I just, can you join me in giving God a hand clap of praise for just everything that is happening? A little louder, a little louder, a little louder. Praise him. Praise his holy name. The generosity that flows because of in him, we live, we move, and we have our being. And so, you know, we don't take lightly that um, God has given us 
to be that church for anyone and everyone. And um, as elders, we um, not only pray for you and pray for this city and pray for Elgin and everywhere that he's calling us, but it is um, something that I shared with the first service that I want to share with you because it's personal and it's real. Um, 2009, I was in New York. I was in Brooklyn uh, having a fun time. I was catching up with Lauren about this story. Uh, um, I left Rockford be, uh, for a five-day retreat just to be refreshed, and I wanted to be in the city where I could play. had no idea that I would walk into a church on Sunday, uh, Brook Tab, Brook Tabernacle Church, and that service not only blessed my heart, but it, uh, God began to show me that uh, multi-ethnic church, intergenerational church, every tribe, tongue, and nation gathered around his throne is possible. And on the flight back, I, uh, I said, Lord, I want that church, and I want it now. And that was 2009, and if you can do the math, it's 2022. But during the first service, I was sitting here, and I just cried, and I just bowed down in worship because the Holy Spirit just reminded me that, David, that church that you prayed for, the place you wanted to be, that flight home, is happening right now. It's happening right now in this place. And it's because of you, and it's because of the team up here, us as elders, everyone, all of you who are at the, in the parking lot, wherever you are throughout the week. This place is possible for you. So we're just going to go where God takes us. And I'm just going to challenge you as you hear a little bit later where we're going. Just be paying attention to the Holy Spirit to see, ask, Lord, where do you want me to go? He's got you right here. So let me shut up. <laughs> you keep talking. Everybody's like, keep preaching. You can tell our elders worship a little bit. You see that, that sweat across the brow? I love it. I love it. Can you help me thank our elder, our elder board, love you. So where are we going? You, you got to hear like, this is what God's done in, in, in one short year, but what do we see in 2023? And so I asked these four to come up and um, will you guys come out? Um, we also need to know like, uh, not only are we elder um, governed, but um, we have an executive team here as well. And um, our executive team is made up of Carrington Gaines, Lauren Scott, Trevor McDonald, as well as Steve Carter, myself, and um, where's Jeff? Jeff is Copelman. Je Jeff's here. If it weren't, I'm telling you what, we are so blessed to have a man like Jeff Copelman who oversees our finances. Um, truly, truly blessed. Um, but I asked these, these, this team, our executive team, to come up and share with you a little bit about, like, where do we see ourselves in this next year? Like, where are we headed? Um, so one thing I wanted to really spend a little bit of time on is, um, you know, over the last few weeks, we've done this series called The Seventh Floor. And we believe that in 2023, that this idea of The Seventh Floor being expanded everywhere is so critical to who, who we're going to be. Yeah, we're really excited about this. And I'm sure probably everybody at this point has heard the story of the seventh floor, right? Okay, everybody. Great. Don't have to recap. But um, what happened there was that we stumbled into something that we really believe is how Jesus modeled his ministry all throughout his time here on earth when he was walking and talking with people. And so our heart as a church is, is to really have a framework 
that all of us can subscribe to to figure out how to create seventh floors in our entire lives. And so that's not just gathering in a building and being together. It's how in my workplace, in my home, um, can I gather with people and be formed more into the image of Christ in everywhere that I am. And so we have this model called H3 that we're super excited about because what we see in the scriptures is Jesus in three different ways, interacting with people and rubbing off on them, discipling them, showing them how to live out the life that he lived. And so one of the ways he did that was when he interacted in the crowds. Like you read the gospels and you're like, how is it he's with thousands and they all like receive from him. They all are ministered and blessed by him. And so we have a space that we're creating modeled after that called havens. So we're super excited about it. We talked about sports havens earlier, which are happening right now. We're going to launch something next year called learning havens. And the first one is going to be all about diving deeper into the scripture. And I'm so excited about it. Trev's probably going to help teach that. He's like the Bible guru um, in the building. Bless the Lord. Um, And so we're going to get together in big groups and say, like, how do we understand the scripture? How do we read it? How do we know the full storyline of what God has done is doing in the earth? And I I don't know. Does anybody else feel like they want to open the Bible and really, like, get it? So we're really excited about that haven, and there will be another learning haven coming later in the year. And again, that's just a big gathering for us to get together and and do these things. The glory haven is happening right now, the worship haven, and there will be more to come. And then the other thing that we see Jesus do so often in the scripture is break bread with people in homes. And so these are like shrunken groups where he's really intentional face-to-face, life-on-life with people. And I'm just going to, I don't want to, you know, I I know we don't want to like, I don't want to call people out and embarrass them, but Chad and Melissa over there who started Craft and Foster, can you give a wave? I know you're here. Listen, they are living proof. I don't even know how many people have walked into these doors because of them opening up their home to them. Like they cook you a meal, they will feed you tacos and ask you all about the deep yearnings of your soul and then your best friends. And then they're like, and this Jesus guy. And so I, they are just, there are so many people in our community. I just want to highlight them because they've done this so well and shown us the power of what happens when you do life on life with people. You sit around a table, you eat a meal and they learn about Jesus. And so that's something that we want our whole church to embody and be about in our lives. Outward focus, looking at your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends and making your home a place where you really rub off on each other and get to know Jesus. So that's homes, and you'll learn more about that next year. And then the last one, we see Jesus in his relationship with the disciples doing life on life with a really intentional group. For him, it was 12 people where he was like, you are going to get like all up in my business, and we are going to do things together, and this is reserved for you 12. And so we are modeling something called hubs after that. So this would be a group of people in your life, like the 7 or 8 or 9 or 12 or whatever it is, who you call at 2 in the morning, who come to your kids' soccer games, like who you go to the grocery store with, like you do life together. You cover each other. You take care of each other. This is a covenant relationship modeled after the covenant that God has um, made with us. And so we'll talk more about that next year too, but we're just super excited. And I know that's a mouthful, but that's the heart. And we just really want to live out life in relationships with the way that Jesus did. And we just think that this is a model that reflects that. So in 2023, you'll, you'll hear H3. It's how we spread seven floors everywhere, havens, homes, and hubs. Um, what else are we doing in 2023, Trev? Okay, so we have another campus. We talked about it earlier, our Elgin campus. Uh, come on, you can clap for that. In the northwest suburbs, uh, uh, we didn't say this earlier, but I, I would highly encourage you, if you've yet to be to the Elgin campus, it's okay. You can take one week off. I promise we will forgive you. But go up to, what is it, 37 miles up 90, right downtown? I think it's 37. East Chicago Street. Uh, it's an easy drive. Get to the Elgin campus and celebrate them, be a part of it. Uh, and today, 
we're talking about this idea of Elgin expanding even larger. Today, they uh, launched two services, 9 and 11 for the first time. Uh, they've been meeting at 10 a.m. up there at the Elgin campus, and now today marks the first day of going two services to, uh, like I said, to expand out that campus, expand out their influence in the northwest suburbs. You know, what we've learned uh, from a lot of different relationships out there um, is that there's a lot of folks, maybe even like you, who maybe were hurt by church or burned by leaders in certain ways, and the northwest suburbs have had multiple different relationships that have been fractured. And a lot of folks are just saying, I don't even know if I want to even come back to church ever And yet, here's one that's popped up right there in downtown Elgin that they begin to kind of sneak in the doors and begin to realize maybe there is a church that I can trust again, a leadership that I can trust again. And we're seeing such an amazing relationships that are being built in the northwest suburbs. Like I said, downtown Elgin, East Chicago Street. And we want to continue to expand out the influence in 2023 and uh, begin to do that in new ways. Amen. What about here, Trev? Um, I know there's some, in 2023, we want to be really, really focused on next generation. What does that mean? So I did say that about Charmant. Charmant is our only one and only youth pastor. We love begin to uh, start expanding our youth ministry into our 6th uh, through 12th grade, our junior high and high school ministries being impacted uh, more and more in 23 and also beginning to uh, explore what it looks like to have a young adult ministry here at Forest City Church and expand that out. Um, that takes some finances and resources some vision. And then also would love to be able to do some new things when it comes to our kids ministry. Our Four City Kids does such a phenomenal job each and every single week, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, but we'd love to open up all the rooms, which would take uh, some, some new equipment, some new technology, uh, some uh, training when it comes to our volunteers. And then there's one thing I'm incredibly excited to talk about um, here at Uh, what used to be called Heartland Community Church. We had a ministry called Lighthouse. And if those who've been around long enough, you know that Lighthouse was a ministry for families uh, that had students with special needs. You could come into this room feeling completely safe, knowing that you could sit in this room, worship in this room, learn in this room, and that your student, your family member was being well taken care of in our Lighthouse ministry. We've had to close that ministry down for quite some time to begin to realize or begin to revamp what would this look like under the heading of Four City Church, under this new vision and where we're headed. And I'm so excited to tell you, come this spring, 23, we're launching Four City Friends, our actual, our brand new uh, ministry for families with special, uh, students with special needs. I'm telling you, this has to be something that you and I get incredibly excited about. We rally around these families because uh, knowing multiple families that uh, have to deal with this, to come into a space like this is incredibly difficult. And it's almost so intimidating that they don't even come into spaces like this because there's not a ministry for their child. We will have a space that is, is outfitted for their child so that they can experience an amazing uh, morning of worship and also their kids can be taught in ways and have an incredible experience. So got to get along with, uh, with us on this one. But we've already kind of done some work. We're outfitting a room already. But Four City Friends launches spring of 23. So in, that's amazing, isn't it? So... We said, okay, in 2023, this is what we're going to do in our house. We're going to be focused on um, H3. Um, you're going to see some Elgin expansion. We're going to focus on next gen, including students and Forest City friends. So what about our city? Um, where do we see our space in our city? And so I'm really excited because one of the big projects, we've already announced it, but I want to double down on it. Actually, Carrie, can you wave to everybody? Carrie over here, she's with Habitat for Humanity. Can we give it up for Carrie? We're partnering with Habitat for Humanity in 2023, and 
us and Providence Baptist are going to build a house here in Rockford. We're going to fund it all. We're going to build it all. That's all of us. And there's a lot of folks here. We can do a good old-fashioned barn raising together, right? I've always wondered what one of those would be like. Um, But in in 2023, one of the ways we want to impact our city is through um, this partnership with Habitat for Humanity. Um, You're going to hear all about it, the funds that we're going to raise, and how the work will begin to kick off this uh, spring. But we're incredibly excited about that. In conversations with city officials and those in our community that are doing great work, there's one thing that continues to come up, and that is a lack of mentorship within our city for, for kids on their uh, a lower socioeconomic um, standpoint. And we want to make sure that we always have our hand on the pulse, our, our, our thumb on the pulse of what's taking place in our city and our community. And like Lauren was saying earlier, multiple different partnerships that we already have when it comes to our park district, Rockhouse Kids, these are different things here in the Rockford area that we want to continue those conversations continue those partnerships. We want to make sure that this this idea of having mentorship happening, giving opportunities for you, men and women, young and old, to be able to partner with these organizations and maybe even start something fresh and something new where we're actually able to mentor, believe in folks, help them learn, bring hope into their life where maybe they aren't getting it. This we see as being something absolutely monumental and a staple of what we do here at Four City City Church. So we're looking forward to doing that in 23. Also, like I said earlier, the Elgin campus, they also are partnering with some incredible local organizations led by uh, the campus pastor, Bria Timlick. Uh, she sent me this. They, they partner with One Collective, and this is a local organization that brings together churches, nonprofits, civic and business sectors together around marginalized people in places in the city of Elgin. Now, they've already done cohort, cohort work. They've already done like a tour around Elgin, finding out the the spots where they need to make sure they're putting their hands and feet to when it comes to serving these areas. So, again, going into 23 when it comes to mentorship and partnering with the right local partnerships, both in Rockford and in Elgin, and partnering with them in a way where we are continuing to put generosity forward and saying we are supporting these cities in ways like this. So, and super also, exciting. Also in 2023, we're going to run back the Providence Block Party. Anybody excited about that? Yeah, next summer, um, next summer, we are going to um, do another joint service, run back that block party, um, and I think um, invite more people to the table. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And then we're announcing a new partnership. Um, just this winter, we got connected to a church on the south side of Chicago. And as a joint effort between our two campuses, um, Just Christ Ministries does some unbelievable work in one of the toughest regions of Chicago, um, in the middle of gang territory. This church is uh, five days a week serving the community. On Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they have a boxing gym where 70 to 80 kids come out every single day. They box. And on Tuesday, Thursdays, they do double dutch um, for the girls. And then um, on Friday, they feed over 200 families every single week. Um, Some of the most vulnerable communities um, in our region, literally an hour and a half from our house. And so this campus and the Elgin campus are going to be partnering with Just Christ Ministries. And that's just a few of the things we hope to do in our city. So one last piece. What do we hope 2023 looks like for our world? And um, Carrington and I... Um, we're pretty excited about this next one. But before we get to it, you need to know for the last decade, um, I've had a chance to serve multiple organizations in the country of Rwanda, which is in East Africa. And um, through that partnership, through some of the people that I know, um, 
I came across one person. His name is Moses Narahu. Uh, Moses is the country director for World Relief, and he runs the National Prayer Breakfast there in Rwanda. And um, I could tell you what we're going to do, but I asked Moses, hey, would you jump on a Zoom with us and just tell Forest City Church a little bit about um, World Relief and the opportunity for Forest City Worship that's um, coming up. So check this out. I'm so excited that we are going to get to partner with you as a church. So I thought it would be great. Tell us a little bit about World Relief, the work that you do, um, and and, uh, what makes you guys unique. But let's start with the work that you're doing. Thank you so much, uh, Eric. Uh, World Relief uh, is a a Christian relief and development organization that has been uh, serving uh, the church and the most vulnerable for the past uh, over 70 years uh, in several countries all over the world, uh, but specifically here in Rwanda, we've been here since 1994, just right after the genocide against the Tutsi. We've been able really to join hands uh, with the government of Rwanda in rebuilding uh, of the country. And it's been a wonderful and humbling journey. I think what's compelling about World Relief is the um, opportunity that is extended to us to partner with an institution that God established to restore broken relationship, to address issues in an integral way from what and did, an institution that is going to bring lasting change for years, but also an institution that has proved itself for over 2,000 years to be close to the people and the needs of people, and that's the local church. You also um, are part of the National Prayer Breakfast that happens every single year. And um, you've been inviting me for so many years and and it's not been able to work out. But tell us about the National Prayer Breakfast. And um, and then I think it'd be fun for us to talk about how Forest City Church is going to be involved this coming year. Yeah, thank thank you, Uh, Eric. You've been a dear friend uh, to Rwanda and a good friend uh, for our country. And uh, you've been Rwanda several times. But uh, you've extended the opportunity uh, to us so that we can as well invite a Forest City uh, Church. I think it would be a wonderful opportunity, and we look forward to January the 15th, where uh, the members of your worship team will be co-leading the Rwandan worshipers at this uh, national event uh, on Jan 15. So That's so great. It is exciting. Uh, Forest City Worship leading at the National Prayer Breakfast. I literally could talk to you forever. I love your heart and all that you're doing. Um, you are a brother in the Lord, and I'm so excited that we'll get to support um, your work at the Prayer Breakfast with Forest City Music and Worship, as well as um, build a relationship uh, together to serve the most vulnerable to the local church. Thank you, Moses, for all your work. Um, we are so grateful. Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, for the opportunity to partner. So, I mean, this is a really big deal. So the National Prayer Breakfast is held January 15th. Um, This is like uh, the Rwandan Congress, the Rwandan president, and they invited us to come and lead them in worship. And so um, I I think we should go. I mean, I can't wait. It's going to get real wild over in Rwanda. (laughs) It's going to get real wild. Um, And it's, it's really dope because I've been, me and my wife, we've been sponsoring um, one of the children in, in Rwanda for the past year and some change, I believe. And it's like really like 
crazy that we'll actually be able to go over to one of the, the sites over there and, and get to visit the children and go and get our hands dirty a little bit. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And um, not only will we get a chance to spend time with Food for the Hungry, um, we'll be uh, also leading Saturday. There's yep. a Young Leaders Conference that they bring some of the best and brightest minds from all of East Africa and um, we'll be leading. We'll be leading uh, well, there. As I well. won't be doing any leading. <laughs> You'll be leading worship. Well, there as well. maybe. You know, they they get a little wild over there. So um, this is the thing, though. If y'all see these shirts, do you see these new shirts? Yeah. Do y'all like the shirts? All right. So now we only have a very small amount left. So we will be doing pre-orders out there as well. But we did this really cool thing with the first video. The guy uh, Jerome. He's uh, he's the founder of Lenore and and they collaborated with us to make these shirts here at Forest City Church to help us raise money for our efforts in Rwanda. So when you purchase this shirt, half of the proceeds go towards the the trip and go towards us helping to do everything that we're doing over there like next year. And and I know a bunch of you're like, "No, wait a minute. You're going to go to Rwanda. Well, I want to go." Well, hold on. I got an idea. Um <laughs> We, uh, through our partnership with Food for the Hungry, not only will we get a chance to sponsor children in 2023, but we have doubled down on our partnership where we've committed $25,000 to um, build infrastructure in a key city in Rwanda that we're going to be uh, part of for the next decade and uh, put another 25000 to a key city on the border of Haiti and the DR. And not only will we invest in those communities in 2023, you'll get a chance to sign up to go on a trip to one of those spaces and visit either your kid or the work that we're doing as a church. So in 2023, we're not only going to be involved with Food for the Hungry, um, we're, we're also going to stay connected to our relationship with Impart. Um, and then um, we're really excited about Convoy of Hope. We've already partnered once with Convoy. Convoy does work in some of the most um, ravished parts of the world and including the Ukraine. Well, we've committed $50,000 to partner with Convoy of Hope to see hope and help be spread to some of the disaster zones around the world. Um, They are one of the only NGOs that have um, always been on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, CNBC did a story about them, and these people are radical. We're going to partner with them in 2023. And I know what some of you are saying. You're like, no, wait a minute. I'm doing the math here on everything you want to do in 2023. And bro, how in the world are you going to do all that? Like, we're, we're, did you win Powerball? Well, well, here's the truth. We decided as a team, we took September and we started praying, God, what do you want us to do in 2023? What kind of faith do you want us to have as a congregation? What do you want us to do? And um, we, we came up with this list. Now, when you came in, you were given a little card. And um, will you grab that card real quick? Just just grab it real quick. There's a QR code on one side of the card. And every opportunity that we believe God is asking us to step toward is found by scanning that QR code. Everything you heard us say, and a very specific dollar amount, like this is how much we want to commit to these spaces in these areas. And and the number is a million dollars. Again, it's like, okay, where is that going to come from? I don't know, um, because I don't. But I feel like God asked us to do this. And, and whatever he brings, that's what we'll do. But here's what you need to know as a church, is um, we're asking you to play a part in this. 
We're asking you over the next eight weeks to prayerfully consider giving towards a year-end campaign that would be a part of everything that you just heard. And of that million dollars, $250,000 we're just giving away. We're giving away to see God do his stuff all over the world in this city. And you can be a part of it. Now, here's what we don't do at Forest City Church. There are no pledge cards and there is no guilt. We don't do any of that. Um, We want you to listen to the Holy Spirit over the next eight weeks. And um, he'll let you know what you need to do or what you're supposed to do from a generosity standpoint. And it is as simple as scanning that QR code and that site has a space where you can come in and you can give or every single week between now and Christmas, as part of our regular offering, we'll talk about Weekend of Hope offering, which is what this is. And you can give toward that. This is what I know. God will do what God's gonna do. He's gonna do what he is gonna do. And um, I have just tried to align myself so that I can be a part of whatever it is that he's going to do. And and I know this, that um, he will bring whatever it is we need as a church. He has for two years. He just keeps dropping manna and he keeps dropping manna. Because the reality is the God we've seen throughout history, when we open up that book and we see him do his work in the Old Testament and we see him do his work in the New Testament, guess what? That same God is still at work. He's still delivering people. He's still working miracles. He's still rescuing marriages. He's still at work. And and I'm just believing that he's going to blow our mind as a church. And so um, as we end today, I just thought we, we should go out worshiping, believing that truth, that he is the same God today and forever. Amen. Will you stand and let's worship together.